can prevent wildfire. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, how old is too old? How old is too old uh, for certain jobs, for certain positions? And uh, should we do anything about that? And knowing that a good chunk of this audience, uh, probably our average age in this audience, my guess would be uh, 55 to 65, somewhere in there. At what age? should you be restricted from doing certain things? And the reason I'm asking the question uh, is is there's the obvious situation with Joe Biden, right? Who is currently 80 years of old, of age, turn 81 next year. So if he were to win another uh, term in office, he would turn 82 and be 85 when he's done. 85 pushing 86 when he's done with the presidency. Uh, something happened earlier today in Kentucky with Mitch McConnell, who's 81, and we'll get to that here in a second. Dianne Feinstein is 90. Nancy Pelosi's 83. And while we're at it, let's uh, a little reminder that Donald Trump uh, turned 77 earlier this year. So I want to get into that, but first, before we do, let's all recall and remember that uh, Idalia was the hurricane that hit Florida this morning, went ashore as a Cat 3 at what's called Florida's Big Bend. That's just when the whole state coming up the the Gulf Coast takes a 90-degree turn to the left. That's the Big Bend area. So 90 at uh, 745, Cat 3 storm, 125-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, by 9 a.m., it was moving quickly. The center of the storm was 20 miles south-southwest of Madison and 45 miles south-southwest of Valdosta, Georgia, with winds reduced to 110 miles an hour. They're calling it an unprecedented event. Now you run into that. There's a lot of hyperbole on these stories. Uh, th- it is an unprecedented event with respect to Florida's Big Bend. It's the most powerful hurricane that's hit that place in 125 years. But thankfully, uh, it's it's not doing widespread damage. But it is serious. And now it's heading across, and it's going to hit the, the Georgia coast, South Carolina coast. Uh, and even the coast of North Carolina is going to be affected. Uh, we have a child in college out that area, and they canceled classes for tomorrow because of the potential for Flooding. Uh, Ron DeSantis, as usual, down in Florida, doing a great job of handling that. Uh, and and so I just wanted to, before we run out of time here in the first segment, uh, we've done this every time there's been a hurricane, something like this, just to take a minute uh, for all of us in the body of Christ across radio and across Facebook and Rumble, just to take a minute and pray for the people that have been affected, are being affected, and will be affected by this storm. Uh, most of us can't do anything about it. Uh, if there's opportunities to donate or even to serve, that's awesome. But we should definitely be praying for these people uh, that have been affected by it. So let's do that now, and then I want to get into it with you and talk about uh, what, should we be enacting an age limit to people in, uh, we'll just stick to the federal level, uh, the presidency and Congress, the House and the Senate. Should we have an age limit? Like as soon as you, like you can't be this age and serve. Like, forget it. You're out. And then there's going to be exceptions to that. But if you're going to enact an age limit, you cannot deal with exceptions. 
It just is what it is. And so what do you how old what's the cap? What's the what's the oldest you can be and serve as the president of the United States or a U.S. senator or a member of the House in, in Congress? What do you do with that? So I want to talk to you about that and open the phones. As always, the number is 866-348-7884. Easier to remember is 866-34-TRUTH. And, and I want to wrestle with that today and, and, and consider should we, it would take a constitutional amendment to change the qualifications for office. You have minimum age, but we don't have a maximum age. Should we? And I'm going to play for you uh, this video. This uh, Mitch McConnell earlier today, we actually had the audio so that we could boost the volume. I'll play the video for Facebook Live and Rumble on the commercial break. But, the, but he was at a press conference and somebody wanted to know about him running for re-election. And uh, the question was asked, and then he literally just, he mumbles something, and then he freezes. He has an aide come over to check on him, uh, to repeat the question. He mumbles something again, and then freezes again. And then the interaction of the aide, the aide calls another aide over, and Mitch McConnell's 81. He's the uh, third most powerful person in Congress. Number one would be the Speaker of House. Number two, the Majority Leader in the Senate. And number three would be him the minority leader in the U.S. Senate, arguably, easily, the most, the third most powerful position in Congress. Should we have an age limit, and what would it be? And you might look at it and say, okay, in the House it's this because they only serve two years. In the Senate it's this, they serve six, and the president obviously serves four years. So my, my, my question for you is, should we have age limits on the top end for all these positions? And what, and what, what would they be? What do you think? So I want to get into that, okay? 866-348-7884 is the number, or 866-34-TRUTH, should we have age limits. Again, we're going to limit this to the federal level. President, Senate, and the House. Should we have age limits? Uh, I'm all about that. I'm all for it. The question is, uh, what age limit? Where would you cap it? When you'd say the average person at such and such an age should not be in the White House, should not be in the Senate chambers, should not be in the House chambers. And this isn't about being unloving. This isn't about being unchristlike. This is about being prudent and wise. And when you hear this Mitch McConnell audio, which we'll get to here on the other side of the break, uh, you should be like, okay, this is bad. You should feel bad for Mitch McConnell. But then there's a, a policy side. There's a ramification side. And the same, obviously the same thing's true of the president. I think most of us know that Joe Biden's not hitting on all eight cylinders. But should we amend the U.S. Constitution to add that in? We have minimum ages. We don't have maximum ages. Okay? So that's my question for you. 866-34-TRUTH, as always. 866-34-TRUTH. And if you're going to impose a maximum age, what would it be? Let's pray before we hit the break. Father, we just come before you and just want to lift up all the people that have been affected already by Hurricane Idalia. The people in Florida, Georgia, the people that are being affected right now as it's a tropical storm, Lord, and the people yet to be affected. And so I just pray for them individually, that you administer to them in a powerful way, bring them peace. Help them to think clearly. Pray for the first responders and everybody around them that they would be able to serve one another. Pray for leadership like Governor DeSantis and others who are making critical decisions. Pray for line workers, for emergency workers, Lord. We just lift them all up to you. And pray for your kindness and your provision to uh, just invade that situation. And uh, just help people, Lord, to deal with the realities of this challenge. And we ask all that in Christ's name. Amen. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. Should we have an age maximum? 866-34-TRUTH is the number. President, House, and Senate. What's the maximum age? 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back. 
Fundraising.org. Fundraising. I've been waiting on a war since I was young. Since I was a little boy with a toy gun. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. How old is too old to be the president, to be in the Congress, either in the Senate or the House? Uh, and you say maximum age? If you're going to do a maximum age, you've got to do a, a constitutional amendment. You would have to amend the Constitution because we deal with ages and such in the Constitution with minimum ages, but we don't have a maximum age. So listen to this, and then I'm, I'm going to get to Annie and Stevie who are calling in. So just hold on just a second. I'm going to play the audio. This is Mitch McConnell earlier today in Kentucky at a press conference, right? Do we have that, Josh? Let's play that audio, and, and he's going to understand the question a little bit at first, but then just listen to this whole thing. It's about 30 or 40 seconds. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's uh... He's just staring blankly. <clears throat> Nothing. Nothing there. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. yes. Blank. All right. I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Then they bring another aide over. Another aide comes over. Talks to the senator. Senator's going nowhere. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And? Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. It was painful to watch. Okay. It's painful to listen to. It's painful to watch. What do you do with that? Let's go to Annie, who's calling in. Annie, thanks for calling. You're on with Steve. What do you think about having a maximum age for some of these folks? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. First time I've ever done this. Ah, I'm good for you. 67 years old. Common sense. Mm. If you can talk, if you can walk, then you can carry out a position. Look at John Fetterman. How old is he? He can't talk. <laughs> right. I mean, it's common sense. What is wrong with people? Look with Joe Biden. He can't talk. He can't walk. He's going to run for re-election. That should be the laughing stock of our country. Yeah. Whatever happened to common sense? Yeah, I, I would think that maybe common sense got too old and died, it would appear, appear in this case. Holy smoke. So with what common sense being dead... Right. It's, I mean, it's amazing. So what, what, do you think it would be going a step too far to uh, actually amend the U.S. Constitution to put in an age maximum for these people? Common sense. I'm with you. But we have a, an enor no, no, enormous part that no, doesn't have I common sense. I don't. I don't because look at Trump. No, I think that they have to take a mentality test, some <laughs> yeah. kind of a test to prove that right. they are able to comprehend, they are able to walk think and talk this is the united states of america and we have one guy in pennsylvania a senator who has a stroke and they put push him yep. and then we have joe biden the U united states president i mean come on people wake the hell up yeah, it really is amazing, and I appreciate you calling. Thanks for calling, Annie. You did great for a first-timer, uh, nice and bold and throwing it out there. And I appreciate that. Be careful with your, your use of certain words. Uh, be careful with that. But th that's one way you could look at it. Okay, but still, I still think at some point you have to have some kind of mechanism that says, okay, once you're 70, 
just like driver's license. Once you're 70, we're going to do a, uh, a fitness check, a physical check, and a mental check. And if you can't pass it, this is where you would have to have something in place. If you can't pass it, you can't run or even so going so far as to remove them from office. 866-34-TRUTH is the number if you want to chime in. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Or you just leave it to the voters. And like she said, they have no common sense. So you get people in office that have that should not be there and actually are dangerous. And so do you just allow the country to run itself into the ground like that? Or do you have some protections? Why do we have minimum ages? Think about that. They're there. We have minimum ages. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Stevie calling in from Charlotte. Stevie, thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Well, I've listened to uh, Annie, and while she's very adamant about what she's saying, uh, but there's some truth involved. But I think if we try to amend the age limit, it's going to backfire on people who don't have cognitive issues and uh, them getting jobs and uh, where they live. There's going to be a lot of other discriminations that come in. I do agree with what you say about uh, not running on all eight cylinders, but, yeah, there should be at least a four-cylinder check or a (laughs) six-cylinder check of mentalness, and that should go on if they're going to serve the public um, then, you know, that needs to continually go on for no matter how long, how old they are and how long they're in office. We're an embarrassment right now. I've been watching some of the Australian news reporters, huh. and as they say, we're the most powerful country in the world. That's their perspective, their yeah. quote. Yeah. But we are making fools of ourselves with people who do not have the cognitive abilities to represent properly all these decades in the past we've had older people but they did represent they did have cognitive abilities and when people like i believe it was roosevelt had a stroke Mm -hmm. in office there were able uh, vice presidents and other people who stepped in and still assisted him and we didn't make an embarrassment to our country yeah, and that was now, and that, and those are great points, Stevie. Thanks so much for calling in and sharing that. I really appreciate it. And and now, but you go back in the day with Roosevelt. Uh, nobody that that was not publicly made known. That they kind of buried that. His wife was involved. That, that basically his, basically his cabinet was running the show. His close advisors, but that what we didn't have a bunch of media like we do today. So now we have full exposure to what's going on here. And again, we we have constitutionally thinking. Now, now I want to unpack this a little bit. And if you want to chime in on this, should we have a maximum age? Should we have a mental and physical fitness test? And is that going to lead to discrimination? I don't think that's going to lead to discrimination across the board any more than having a minimum age requirement in the U.S. Constitution for members of uh, the House and the Senate and the president. We had a minimum age. Why do we do that? Because uh, our founding fathers believed that the people uh, that some people were too young to have that kind of power and uh, impact on the nation. You're not old enough. You're not mature enough. You don't have enough experience. You shouldn't be in there because that would actually be irresponsible. Twenty five in the House, 30 in, in the Senate. OK, that would be irresponsible. And thirty five is the president. Do you think that's do you want a thirty five year old as president? Or do you think at this point in human history, in 2023 in America, a 35-year-old just doesn't have the experience, you shouldn't hand them the keys to the car? So we have a minimum. Don't you think we should have a maximum? Because we operate this way in many many areas. Drinking, driver's license, military, whatever. 
But when it comes to federal power, is it time? Because the people are stupid enough to elect these people. The political will of the Democrat Party puts these people in office. Mitch McConnell's there, though. He's not a Democrat. He's a Republican. Why aren't the Republicans acting? The Democrats just want control of the seat. That's why Fetterman's complete inability to do the job. Or Feinstein at, at 90, same thing. But this is where the rule of law comes in rather than the will of man, which is our form of government. 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-34-TRUTH. Where do you fall in on this one? Is it a fitness test, a mental test, a physical test? Or do we just put a flat in age maximum? Which is going to cut some people off. Because like Trump at 77, he's not a normal 77-year-old. Do you manage based on the exception? 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, talking about getting old. Is there a point in which you get too old? be serving in office how, how do you determine that should there be a hard number in the sand is it 70 is it 75 is it 80 mitch mcconnell's 81 i played that earlier it's just hard to watch hard to listen to uh biden's 80 feinstein uh, feinstein uh, from california is 90 pelosi's 83 donald trump 77 and donald trump obviously not a normal 77 year old at 77 he's got the mental acuity and the physical ability of what a 67 year old probably probably in the ballpark there so you got to be careful with the hard and fast stuff but is this an issue having people like mitch mcconnell diane feinstein uh joe biden they're they're obviously going off a cliff because of their age and if if all of us live to be that age we're going to have cognitive decline as well how do you deal with that should we find out should we figure out a way to get them out of there when this obviously starts to happen 866-348-7884 is the number or 866-34-TRUTH. Sherry, sorry I had to hold you through the break, but thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. Oh, that's okay. Well, basically, I, I want to say I want to let the voters decide, mm-hmm. but I fear that our elections are corrupted. I mean, really. And um, four-term limits, like Senate mm-hmm. and the House. But then I believe Obama is serving his third term now. Because <laughs> I do not think in many Biden ways that's true. I'm sure. Control. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. In many ways, and, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. And who's going to determine the outcome of the test? I mean, somebody like Fauci gets sticky fast, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's where, so, and that's a great point, Sherry. That there's just, there, do we? Is it impossible at this point in American history that that even if we have cognitive tests, physical tests? that there's people behind the scenes that are not even giving us the actual uh, results of the test because they don't want to lose the power of the office. Just like Fauci, yep. would, you te- would, you ch- would you trust Fauci uh, grading a cognitive test for Trump? Uh, no. <laughs> of course not. And that's where one of the problems we have in this country, Sherry, as you know, uh, that uh, with the loss of a moral compass – and any allegiance to some kind of moral code, which we originally got from Christianity, this is where you go. It just becomes the wild, wild west. And our founding Mm -hmm. fathers knew that. Religion and morality, religion and morality. This form of government only works if you have a religious and moral people. When you don't, you get what we get, which is sad. Yep, and we're getting it, and we're getting it 
say is. Yeah, we are getting yeah. a badge. Sherry, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. All right, Jim on Facebook Live. This is a great point. How often do we have a 25-year-old representative? How often do we have a 30-year-old senator? How often do we have a 35-year-old president? It's, it's well, on, on the House, very rare. Madison Cawthorn got in. He was 25. That blew up. You have, you have senators. It's 25 in the House, the minimum age. 30 in the Senate. Uh, uh, 30 in the Senate. And 35 for the president. So why did our, you got to think through this. Why did the founding fathers have minimum ages? Why would they do that? Because in order to have a powerful position like any of the three, House, Senate, President, uh, you need to have a certain level of maturity and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Do you not? Okay, the opposite end of that, which we all know happens. Uh, if you're old enough, you, you might be saying, yep, Steve, I'm, I'm experiencing cognitive decline, physical decline. Uh, think of your mom or your dad or your grandfather or your grandmother at whatever age they're at, 75, 80, 85, 90. Uh, would you be comfortable with them, not what they know, but their ability to think critically and their ability to handle physical stress? Would you be comfortable with them being a member of the U.S. House or the U.S. Senate or the White House? And we see what's going on with Biden. And that was a great, Sherry made a great point. I mean, who's going to administer the test and can you even trust them? And at this point, uh, the public's trust in the federal government is, is, is at an all-time low. So they say, oh, oh, Joe, we gave Joe the test. He's fine. Now what happens is you end up living in a, in, a, in a nation that is not ruled by the rule of law. It's ruled by men or political will, as our friend Steve Dace would say. Uh, political will runs the show, not the rule of law. That's where we're at. So how do you deal with this? I'm all for the cognitive test. Absolutely. If you can pass a cognitive test, but once somebody becomes the president, let's say Donald Trump wins. Let's say he wins the primary and he wins the presidency. Uh, he'll be 78 next year, I think in June. So by the time he takes office, he'll be 78 and a half. He'll turn 79 in his first year in office. Uh, 79, 80, 81, 82. It'd be 82 when he finishes. At 80, should he be forced to take a cognitive test? Uh, yes. I think at 75, you should be forced to take a cognitive test. And that has to be, you have to figure out a way for that to be completely transparent. And you know what you do with that? That means you have to show us the results. It's not like Dr. Burks or Dr. Fauci or some doctor inside the federal government said, hey, we administered the test and he passed it. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope, not going to trust you. We need to see the results of the test. Show me the questions. Show me his answers. Trust but verify, as Ronald Reagan used to say. But is this, is this a huge problem, and how do we deal with it? 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts on this. Should we institute, should we change the Constitution? We have minimum ages. Should we have a maximum age for serving in the federal government? President, Senate, House. Or do we do a cognitive test? Or a few people have said, just leave it in the hands of the voter. And if we got a bunch of fools out there voting, then that's just what we get. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. Uh, and just leave it to the people, which is part of the American experiment is a representative republic, representative democracy, an indirect democracy, 
And so you just, sometimes we just make bozo decisions. Was Biden a bozo decision? I think we all know that he was. Uh, whether he won legitimately or not, they put him up there. They ran him. And then Fetterman, for goodness sakes, who's obviously, and then checks himself into the hospital over depression. I mean, I, the guy should not be in public office. He maybe should not be holding down any kind of a significant job. But that's a serious issue. What do you think? 866-348-7884 is the number, or 866-34-TRUTH. Is this an issue? It's obviously an issue. The question is, how do you deal with it? I I'm actually don't have a problem with amending the U.S. Constitution and putting in a maximum age. The trick is, is it a maximum age when they run for office or if, they, if you're going to turn X, like let's say if you're going to turn 80 while in office, you can't run. And you just apply that across the board, whether you're in the U.S. House. So if, you're, if you would win and you're 78 and you're going to hit 80 while you're in the House serving your two-year term, I'm sorry, you can't run. No cognitive test, no discussion. Because the odds are, if you're going to play the averages, the odds are, an 80-year-old has both physical and mental loss and shouldn't be in a position like that, whether it's the House, the Senate, or the White House. But then you have exceptions to the rule, like Donald Trump. And so what do you do then? This is a, it's a serious issue because the country is not getting smarter, unfortunately. It's getting more ignorant. So I'm just curious. What are your thoughts? We have plenty of time to take some more calls. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. If you missed it, can we play that audio again, Josh? If you missed it, this was Mitch McConnell at a press conference earlier today in Kentucky, and somebody asked him a question about running again. God help us. About running again. And, and when you listen to this, you'll you'll hear him. He kind of gets that. Then he just goes blank. This happened to him. Talking about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. Uh... And if you watch the video, he's just blank. Is he having a stroke? I don't I don't know what's going on. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026. Yes. Then nothing. They realize. All right, what's I'm happened. sorry, you all. We're gonna need a minute. We're going to need a minute. It's a sitting U.S. senator, second most powerful senator in the chamber, the minority leader. We need a minute? Uh, what if it's the president of the United States? And they're, they're coming around him. Okay. Like, uh, okay. Anything? Nothing. He's gone. To me, that's elder abuse. I don't know. How do you read that? You hear that. Uh, if you're on Facebook Live or Rumble, we'll play the video for you on the commercial break. You have to watch, go watch it for yourself. I put it up on my Facebook page earlier. I'm just watching it going, that's elder abuse. <laughs> the guy shouldn't be in there. Get him out of there. Let him go live his last days in peace and get him out of the maelstrom of that. And he can't do the job. He shouldn't be in there. Get him out. But there's got to be some mechanism because obviously the Republicans aren't doing it. And then on the lib side, the Democrats aren't doing it. They're not doing it with Feinstein. And they're not doing it with Fetterman. They want to retain control of those seats. And in the Senate, especially, that's a big deal. But it looks like the Republicans are guilty of it as well. 866-348-7884 is the number chiming in on age limit on the top end. And what do we do about these old people in office? God love them. We love them. But at some limit, at some point, they shouldn't be serving. 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble. The Steve Noble Show. Really sad and disturbing moment earlier today with Mitch McConnell, uh, second in charge in the Senate, minority leader. He's 81. Uh, this was in Kentucky, and he was at a press conference. Somebody asked about running again, and he said, well, he mumbled something, and then he just froze. And it's really painful to watch. And then one of his aides comes over. Did you hear the question, Senator? Uh, yeah. Nothing. And then she calls another aide over. Really painful. Uh, which is why I've, I've wanted to have this conversation together today about age limits. How do we deal with this? We obviously from the president on down at some level, somebody people should not be serving because they don't have the cognitive and physical ability to do it. Do you amend the Constitution to put a maximum age in there? Do you put a cognitive test? Who gives the test? There's a lot to it, but I think it's certainly a problem uh, because you have an electorate in the power base that's willing to go down this road. And unless you want to stay in a nation ruled by men and political will, you have to put something in place to counter that. That's why we don't have a democracy. We have a representative republic with the U.S. Constitution. So you have something over all of these sinful, prideful people. That's why the Constitution is so important. It's like the rules of the road, which doesn't care whether you're late for work or having a bad day. That's what the Constitution does. Let's go to Ryan is calling in. Ryan, thanks for calling. I appreciate your patience. Go ahead. Oh, not a problem. I was driving the back roads, and I needed an opportunity to find a spot to pull over anyway. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you hit it on the head when you were talking about the the lower age limits. You know, they, they really had a, not, uh, a comprehension to know that people had to have a certain level of knowledge and maturity to, to take on public office. Um, but there's something that's lacking today that that was in place back then in terms of um, the upper age limit, and that was a there was, was a societal concept of honor. Mm. You know, men, if they knew that they could not handle a position, they would step down um, voluntarily. I don't, I don't think they had the idea that people would try to stay in public office for their entire lives. No, they did not. And um, you know, that's just it's just so we need something in place today. Um, that we didn't need back then. And, you know, I don't think you could get support for I think 70 would be a good spot to start. Um, but I don't think you could get much support. It would probably die in deliberation if you try to just say, okay, at 70, that's it for everybody no matter what. Right. right. Um, but at, at least, you know, if they get to that point and you say, okay, every three years you need a cognitive test mm -hmm. uh, to be tested by some impartial third party. You know, because, um, yeah, I mean, there's just some glaring issues that nobody's willing to talk about. Nobody's willing to deal with because everybody's trying to hold on to power. Right. That's such an incredible point that you're making, Ryan, about how things were back then, where they saw it as public service. That's why Washington didn't want to be the president. He was called to mm -hmm. it. He was elected unanimously and won again the second term. And then he was done. I'm out of here. I just want to go back to Mount Vernon and go back to my normal life instead of living here in the zoo. And, and most of them saw that, okay, let, let's go serve. Let's do something for the country that's beyond ourselves. But I don't want to keep doing this. And that's not good for people. And you, they had the honor to walk away. And, and honor doesn't mean anything anymore, except in a courtroom when you say, yes, your honor. But other than that, right. uh, human depravity is running the show. And oh, these yeah. people want to step down. I mean, Diane Feinstein, you watch that. You watch that. And I'm like, this is elder abuse. She can't make the decision for herself. 
and the whole system up there marches this lady around. It's like weekend at Bernie's. I mean, it's so sad and disgusting. <laughs> and you're like, and why? Because they want to hold they want to hold on to the seat. Her staff wants to hold on to the seat. I mean, if she stepped down, the governor gets to replace her. The governor's Newsom. Of course, you're going to get another liberal in there. And but they just won't do it. It's really it's yeah. massively frustrating. But that's a great point. They've, we don't have we don't. They've really turned anymore. it from serving others to self-service. Self-service. It's exactly right. It's such a great point. Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time to call in. I appreciate your patience. What a great point. Thank thanks you. For, you're welcome. Thanks so much. And that's. That's it. Go back to the founding fathers. Oh, I know I'm sounding like such an old man. You go back to the founding fathers, and honor was a thing. <laughs> Serving your nation was a thing, but also understanding that men are given over when they get power. They knew that. Now, why they didn't? I'd have to research this. Did they have any conversations? Does it show up in the federal Federalist Papers somewhere, where they where they kind of wrestled with? term limits. I doubt it because they just, to to our last caller's point, to his point, they didn't think like we do. So the honor is, should you stay in office, accumulate power, wield power? No. They left that system behind. That's Europe. That's aristocracy. That's the divine right of kings. That's if you're born in the right family and have the right last name, you're going to be a landowner and you're going to be set. And if you're not, sorry, bucko, there is no middle class. Then you come over here, starting in 1619 in Jamestown and 1620 in Plymouth, which is two very different groups of people. And the next thing you know, you have founding fathers who are like, yeah, we've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. We're not going to do things like the old world across the pond, which that, that 3,000 miles of water was, a, was an incredible blessing. To this nation separated from the old world to over here what we call the new world when honor was a thing and you're like i'm gonna serve i'd rather not i'd rather stay home be with my wife and kids tend my farm whatever much rather do that than go play in this nightmare but to his point now it's it's not about serving others it's about self-service and then honor's just dead and so that's why somebody like like have you ever seen i have to look this up has anybody in Congress ever will, willingly stepped down because of their age or health? It'd be interesting to look that up. How many members of Congress have removed themselves from office? How many? I'm doing it right now. Members of Congress have removed themselves from office. Hunt and Peck, I know, I'm a terrible typo. Uh, how many members of Congress have removed themselves? Recall legislators and removal of members. Okay, that's not very com that's not very common. But how many people have actually removed themselves? All right, this didn't pop right up. I'd have to look at it. But the answer is going to be less over time. Right? Don't you think that? To the point we were just discussing, less over time because we've gotten less moral, less ethical, less. Ooh, wait, I'm going to say it. Less Christian over time. And more of ourselves. Self-centered. It's all about me. So why five years ago would Diane Feinstein not say, yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm losing it here. I, I really, I, I shouldn't be doing this job. I'm going to step down for the good of the position to uphold the sanctity of the Senate and for the good of the nation. Well, that would require, on a scale from one to ten, how much honor? Ten. That, that would require an incredible amount of honor 
somebody that's self-effacing, humble, and brutally honest. Or or um, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, right. Or Mitch McConnell, who a couple years ago, you think are you, let me ask you this question. Are you aware at your age of any cognitive decline? Like how often does it happen to me that I use the wrong name or when I'm on, on in a class or here on the radio and I'm just talking and I'm making some points and then all of a sudden, can I get an amen? It's just gone. Poof. Where did that go? Where was I going with that? What, how did I get on this rabbit trail? I do that in class because I know it's a shocker that I'll get on a rabbit trail in class. And then all of a sudden I'll just hit a wall and I'll go, how did I how did I get on this rabbit trail? What was it? What was I talking about that was actually on the PowerPoint slide? And then one of my teenage students will say, oh, you were talking about. Oh, that's right. Thank you. OK, it's not always fun to be, in my case, 57. That's 57. And I'm experiencing. Do, do I think I could do the job? Congress? Yes. Do I think I could do the job mentally and physically president? Yes, I think I could do the job. But uh, but Steve Noble at 57 is not who Steve Noble was at 47. So at some level, back to that great call. Thank you, sir. Honor steps in. But we're in a country that's increasingly dishonorable. Individuals are dishonoring of others and of themselves. Is that a political problem? No. It's a character problem. And if it's a character problem, it's a spiritual problem, which is the essence of all of our problems, is it not? By the way, welcome to one of my classes at Noble U. This is exactly what I do in my classes. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to drag stuff back to spiritual reality. We go, okay, so you need to be wise. You need to be sharp. And then, and then I'll, we always make it personal in class. How, how humble are you? How much honor do you have? Would you be willing to walk away with the accumulation of power? Do you see why it's going to be a problem? Lord Acton said power corrupts. Power, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. The Bible is a pretty good indicator of human nature. You can count on it. You can take it to the bank. So that human beings become eminently predictable, unfortunately. Human history shows you that. World history shows you that. U.S. history shows you that. My history shows you that. And your history shows you that. And then you go, okay. Then we need to deal with the reality as found in the scriptures. That is reality. We were talking about that in my ethics class today. I'm like, does it look like to you that the culture is going crazy? Yes. Do you know what the definition of crazy is? Crazy is being out of touch with reality. Well, that begs the question, what's reality? Reality is that which is true. Oh, and then Pontius Pilate steps in and goes, what is truth? Right? That's why building a biblical worldview in yourself. Can you turn that music down a little, please? Building it in yourself and in your sons and daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, anybody you can. Younger people especially. Building that biblical worldview so they have lenses that work properly they can operate in the world effectively for the glory of God and for the good of their neighbor. There's your Christian calling, right? Even when we're talking about age limits in the federal government. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again this morning. Always used to say, number four.